And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Lighting Up the Marquee. We got a review today. I uh, got the review for the biggest movie of the year. We're talking Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah, this is the biggest movie of the year, biggest movie of the decade, probably, honestly. This is the end of the Infinity Saga that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been building up to since the first Iron Man back in 2008. Um, so now it's coming to a conclusion. Uh, this is, like I said, biggest movie of probably the decade, um, breaking all sorts of box office records before the movie's even out. And honestly, it'll probably break box office records um, for its whole theatrical run. But let's get into it. This will be a spoiler-free review. Uh, also going to keep this pretty pretty quick. Um, it's not going to be a long episode because... Like I said, it's going to be spoiler-free. Don't want to give everything... I'm not going to give anything away in this movie. But I'm also... Uh, currently, I'm recording this on the road, actually, because this weekend I will be in Chicago for the Cine Youth Film Festival. Uh, so the day this episode drops, I will be in Chicago at the Music Box Theater promoting the film Moon Miner along with Chris and Shahira. Uh, if you want to know all about that announcement, go back to episode 8, where I interviewed uh, both of them. But yeah, so this will be a quick review. Um, so I'm not going to give any spoilers away because actually myself, I was actually nervous going into the film because I was voiding everything on social media that whole week. Uh, anything that had any rem anything to remotely do with Avengers, I was clicking away from because I didn't want to see anything. And even nervous walking into the theater because the, the showing of Avengers that was before my showing... Uh, people were just standing outside the theater as soon as their their showing got out and just stayed out there talking, uh, talking about the movie. So I was doing everything in my power to avoid hearing what they were saying. Or uh, it was even I had to use the bathroom before the movie because it was a three hour movie and I didn't want to leave during it. Uh, going to the bathroom was one of the most uh, nerve wracking things I probably or probably experienced because walking into the bathroom I didn't know. If People had just come out of the theater and would be talking about it in the bathroom. So, you know, why didn't everybody listen to Anthony and Joe Russo? If you're going to talk about the movie, leave the theater, go somewhere else and talk about it. I'm all for people talking about movies, but don't ruin someone else going into the movie and seeing it for their for themselves. Um, so if, let me read the let me read the tagline for this film. Um, so basically, after the devastating events of event. After the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins. With the help of remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in order to undo Thanos' actions and restore order to the universe. So this is basically just a direct sequel to Infinity War. Um, honestly, all you would need if you haven't been caught up with all these movies. Uh, honestly, you probably just would need to watch Infinity War and then you should be caught up for Endgame. Um... I even look at this film as like a part two to an overall story. And don't get me wrong, both of these movies have their own stories. and But they both ultimately end up becoming one story. And it was actually reminding me a lot of like a Kill Bill volume two, where that movie is technically... Kill Bill is technically one movie, but the studio made Tarantino um, split it into two because it was four hours. Similar to this, this movie combined with Infinity War brings it up to, I believe, five and a half hours. But these movies do not feel long. Like I said, this movie's three hours. It did not feel like a three-hour movie. It, 
it is slow at the beginning, but it it's a slow build up. But it, it, it's not boring. It's not slow. Um, or it's not boring because of uh, it being slow. Uh, and I know a lot of people will be comparing this movie to Infinity War as to which one they thought was better. I'm not really going to compare the two because, like I said, this feels like a part two to Infinity War where it's the second half of the overall story. Um, so I'm not going to compare the, them. Um, but that being said, I really like this movie a lot. I probably love it. Um, this was everything I wanted to see in the satisfying finale to the Infinity Saga. Um, that being said, there's a lot of emotional beat points and a lot of emotional moments throughout the film that, uh, I think definitely hit. Um, I think it hits a lot, like as a film itself, if you're just watching it after seeing Infinity War and those are the only two films you've seen, I think the beat points hit, but as someone who's been with this journey since 2008, uh, the beat points hit a lot harder. Uh, and I think it, for fans who have been along like myself since 2008 the the beat points will they're they pay off it everything pays off in this film and even they'll do payoffs from movies they'll set something up in a movie five years ago and it pays off in this movie so everything in this film they pay off um and going back to avoiding spoilers uh since i've been following this movie a lot and seeing the behind the scenes stuff i saw a lot of some leaked set photos um that I began speculating what they were going to do with it. And even though my speculations kind of came true, I'm not going to say what they are, but um, it's I was still happy that the direction they were going in, even though I knew what they were doing, um, I was glad to see that they actually did it. Um, so they, they were able to pull it off. And that all goes to uh, the directors, the Russo brothers. They were able to pull it off. Um, I love the direction they take with this film. Um, so the, the directing, the writing, uh, this was all very top notch. This honestly is probably going to be in my top five Marvel films, uh, not Marvel in general, but MCU films. Um, after coming off of Captain Marvel, which was one of the lower ones, this was definitely brought Marvel back to the, the height. Um, I also really like the score of this film. It reminded me a lot of like classic John Williams Star Wars. Same with Infinity War. So both of these scores are probably the two of the better ones from the MCU. Um, I remember walking out of Infinity War being like the one time I actually recognized a score in a Marvel film because I thought it was really well done and emotional. Uh, it does the same thing in this film as well. Um, even at the end of the film, it had me... Not just from the music and everything, but it had me tearing up uh, a little bit just because of everything that uh, from seeing all these Marvel films and being along since 2008, it definitely uh, it definitely got the emotional response out of me that it earned. Um, I'm not going to say why it did it, um, but it definitely earned the emotional response um, after building this up for 11 years. Um, I mean... <sighs> As much as I'm praising this film, there is some negatives to it. I do want to see it again, though. I The negatives for me are a little, like, nitpicky and, like, basically things like, I wish they would have done this or maybe, like, explored this character more or shown more screen time for this character. But, again, those are nitpicks. Um, I definitely do want to rewatch this film. And it actually made me want to rewatch some of the other uh, MCU films again. Not all of them. I do want to watch all of them again at some point. But it made me want to rewatch certain ones. Um, and 
and and I also talk about on this podcast how I I get annoyed with audience responses and how they talk during the movie or yada yada. Um, this was like the one film I was ex- uh, expecting audience interaction and I was going to be fine with it because I was doing it as well. Um, but I just don't understand. I was even asking some people who saw this movie, did your audience clap during the trailers after every trailer? And everyone said no to me. I don't know why my audience felt the need to applaud and cheer after every trailer. Like, And these are trailers that aren't new. They're trailers that have been out for a while. But, like, I don't know why they had to feel the need to, like, go ape shit during it. They freaking the Hobbs and Shaw trailer, Gemini Man, they even applauded at. And I do not know why. But Hobbs and Shaw came on, and my theater went crazy. Um, I don't know why. That movie looks terrible. Um, the Fast and Furious franchise, uh, you need to crash and burn, just like Paul Walker. And I'm keeping that joke in. Uh, I'm not cutting it. That's staying in because that franchise needs to die. <laughs> it's so stupid at this point. Um, but even like the the two girls behind me, the whole movie also, they were annoying. Um, they were just talking throughout the film. They were asking questions. And this is opening night when I saw it. So it's not like people have seen it or like they went with someone who's seen it. It's like we're all seeing this for the first time. Maybe if you wait like two minutes, they'll answer your question. Um, They were doing this at the very beginning of the movie, not even like five minutes in. And one of the girls is like bawling. She's like, I can't handle this. And nothing's happening on screen. Like nothing emotional is happening. She's like, I can't can't handle this. It's like, calm down. We're in for three hours. If you do this the whole movie. But it was, they were probably the only two bad. Even the guys behind them after the film, I think we're talking shit about them as I was too. Um, I think they were the only ones because my whole theater was pretty good. They were interacting at all the right moments. They were cheering at the right moments, which was great. I loved seeing uh, all of all of us fans getting to experience this. Um, but just them, man. They the Lion King trailer came on, and they're freaking out. They're like, "I can't wait to watch that." And I'm sitting there like, "You can you can go watch it. You can go home and watch the animated movie. It's the same thing. It's not live action. It's going to be animated anyway." It's just, and even the trailer, like this new Lion King trailer, I haven't even seen, but it's basically just a shot for shot three act structure that shows the end of the movie too. <laughs> um, it's bad. People like that need to stop going to movies. I'm sorry, they're annoying. But other than that, the audience interaction throughout my theater was great. Um, just those two were really they were something else. I don't know what they were. They even were like. There were more emotional parts throughout the film that I was going to, like, react... Like, not react to, but, like, get more... The movie was going to get more of a response out of me, and just them talking through it ruined it for me. Um, and I was just like, you know what? This is ruining it for me. Like, you two are ruining my experience of 11 years. Um, and, like, don't get me wrong. The movie did get those emotional responses out of me, but it could have been more if it wasn't for them. But... Uh, just a couple final thoughts about this film. Like I said, I don't, I'm not giving any spoilers away. This is actually a really hard movie to talk about (laughs) without like getting into a lot of like the story and everything, but I'm just going to keep it basic. Um, I might do a spoiler review of this later, but, uh, honestly, probably not. I'll probably, I'm definitely going to talk about it in other episodes, mentioning it and maybe mentioning parts about it, but I probably won't do a dedicated spoiler review of this film. Um, but I do recommend everyone going and seeing it. Uh, if you can see it in the largest screen possible, 
that's the way to do it. Uh, because in particularly the last final action sequence is one of the best things I've seen on screen in a while. It's definitely a thing or an event you need to see on the biggest screen possible. Very reminiscent of a Lord of the Rings Return of the King or even uh, the Game of Thrones battles that they have on TV, which I'm also very excited about this weekend because they're playing the Battle of Winterfell, which is biggest battle in TV and film history. I think it took them 50 nights to film this battle. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Uh, but yeah, this is it's a bittersweet movie because it's the end of the quote unquote infinity saga of uh the MCU. And I don't know, I I kept telling people I was probably going to stop after Endgame, but uh, I am curious as to what Marvel is going to do next um, and what direction they're going to go in. Um, I don't know if they're going to lead up to like another big event, like in the comics, they have Galactus, and I think that's the bigger threat than Thanos. I don't know if they're going to do that right away, but I am curious about what they're going to do. Um, I am interested in what they're going to do next and how they're going to pull it off. Um, I don't know if they should keep doing two or three Marvel movies a year. I, they probably should give it a little bit of a break after I think Spider-Man comes out this year. Maybe give it a little bit of a break, like a year or two, um, and then come back. Um, cause I know Star Wars has taken, I think five years off after this last one comes out, which they should. It's Star Wars fatigue as well, but, uh, yeah, like I said, it's bittersweet because it's the end of a saga, and I honestly don't think there will be another event as big as this in cinematic history ever again. Um, say what you will about like each individual Marvel film or what your thoughts are on superhero films in general, but this was a cultural event, and it was amazing to be a part of these last 11 years, and being there at the end was again bittersweet so uh i think that's actually gonna that'll probably be the review like i said don't want to spoil this film don't want to get too much into it uh i'm also traveling this week so it's a pretty hectic weekend um but i thought i'd get this little review episode out for you um but yeah i think that's gonna be it thank you all for listening uh catch us on facebook and instagram for updates on the show updates on what's going on uh, I'll be posting photos of the film festival on Instagram and Facebook at Lighting Up the Marquee. Um, then you can also catch us on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher. Um, just go to the link in either the Facebook or Instagram. It has all of the links available. Um, if you want to stay connected, you can also email us at lightupthemarquee at gmail.com. Uh, Let's grow the community. Everyone be a part of it. If you like this podcast, spread it around. Go give us, uh, go rate us over on, I believe Apple Podcast does it. I don't know about the other ones, but go spread it around. Go tell your friends, family about the podcast. Um, yeah, everyone go see Avengers Endgame. I'm probably going to give it a 9 out of 10 right now, maybe 8.5. Eh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I do want to see it again. Um, Got to find the time to go sit down and watch three hours again, but... Uh, that's going to do it this week for Lighting Up the Marquee. Uh, remember, I'm your host, Tim Martin, uh, and this has been Lighting Up the Marquee.